Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. The game. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason with you here on 95.7 The Game following the Warriors' 100-98 win over the Chicago Bulls. The Warriors do pick up a victory on this road trip. You guaranteed it! In game number five, if there's one thing we know about the 2019-2020 Golden State Warriors, it's they can beat the Chicago Bulls, for crying out loud, and they did it again tonight. That's uh, consecutive wins when in the mosaic of this Warriors season, right? Uh, game, win number four and win number five are both going to come uh, at the hand of the Chicago Bulls. 23-15 in the fourth quarter. You wondered if the Warriors were going to have enough in the tank to, to mount uh, a comeback and, and finish the game at the back end of the trip here, uh, game number five, when things had looked so bleak, Whitey, that the last couple of games in Charlotte and Atlanta – but the Warriors hold the Bulls to just 15 points. It's the first win for the Warriors this season when they've trailed going to the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the Warriors now 1-0 in John Dickinson guaranteed victory games. And, you know, Draymond was just at his alma mater this week having his jersey retired, the most famous Michigan State alum ever, Magic Johnson. He used to call the end of games win in time, and the Warriors were clutch. We haven't seen that this year. They were clutch tonight when it came to win in time, largely because – of Draymond Green. And I just want to also mention the key matchup tonight turned out to be Glenn Robinson the third on Zach Levine. Zach Levine came into the game having scored at least 25 in four straight games. Uh, tonight he struggled, especially in the first half. And uh, he ended up, did Zach Levine with 22. And Glenn Robinson guarding him scored 20. And of course, GR3 also defended. Zach Levine on what would have been potentially the game-winning shot. He defended him well. The shot didn't go in. Based on what Steve Kerr said after the game, it sounds like Glenn Robinson III is slowly but steadily starting to establish a role for himself, perhaps with his team beyond this year. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Eric Paschal and just how he's been able to come in and and play well and fit and look like a piece that that could be on next year's Warriors, obviously is a second-round draft pick. Uh, But Glenn Robinson III has been steady. He's the only Warriors player to start every game. Uh, He's looked much more comfortable offensively in particular after the first handful of games. He really struggled to make shots and, and, and hang on to the ball uh, in the first handful of games. But as time has gone on, it's been steady defense. And when you just look at his body type, that's that's the body type that the Warriors like to, to be able to deploy on the other team's scores. Uh, a little bit of a longer body, an athletic, you know, that wing body. And really the only true small forward body type that the Warriors have on, on the entire roster. So he's done a nice job. 
Uh, he ends up with 20 points uh, in this ball game on 12 shots. Yeah. So, and there's been a few more of those games. Uh, I, I think Whitey than than you would have originally anticipated. Uh, games where he's remarkably efficient. He's actually knocked down some shots. So yeah, Glenn Robinson. The story of this one: the the Warriors bottled up Zach Levine in the first half. They made it overall a. a Difficult night, 20 shots for him to get the 22 points, as you mentioned. Markkinen got going in the first half a little bit, but they held Markkinen down in the second Haskell, half. Haskell did a great job in the second half. And uh, there was a newbie on the finishing lineup for the Warriors. You're thinking, all right, who, who are they going to close this game with? And it was D'Angelo Russell, and it was Alec Burks, and they had Glenn Robinson the third out there who we've talked about. Draymond Green, of course, is going to be out there. And Willie, Willie Cauley-Stein, probably his best game uh, as a warrior to this point. Yeah, the Warriors really defended well tonight, and their defense at times has been, well, I was going to say deplorable, but there hasn't been any that's been deplorable with, with, with no <laughs> D in there. But tonight they defended very well. Willie Cauley-Stein played well at both ends. GR3, as Steve Kerr said after the game, Glenn Robinson the third has been guarding the other team's best player all season long, and he did a good job tonight. And the Warriors were able to overcome uh, their, what, 20 turnovers tonight. Uh, by virtue of the fact that they held the Bulls to uh, 44% shooting. So I don't think it's any coincidence that the Warriors win a game in which they finally started defending with pride, and they defended well tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up as we are brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors beat the Bulls 100 to 98. So this is what the second time in about 10 days that the Warriors are able to beat Chicago to improve to 5 and 19. The Warriors' six-game road losing streak, the longest of this season, is now history as the Warriors improve to 3 and 12 away from Chase Center. But uh, it will be a happy flight indeed for the Warriors coming back out here to the West Coast. And then a couple staying of more. over tonight. They're yeah. staying in Chi-Town tonight. A couple more winnable games here coming up with the, the weekend for the for the Warriors. Yeah, and it was a fun game to watch. And as you pointed out, um, it was not the cleanest game. There were obviously both teams had some, uh, some ugly moments, but it was a very entertaining to, uh, game to watch. And the Warriors played with an edge tonight, personified by Omari Spellman getting into it with uh, Denzel Valentine a little bit. And Valentine, he's gone. He got thrown out of the ballgame. Yeah, a couple yeah. of technical fouls for, for Valentine. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting. You know, the Warriors showed they they showed an edge tonight that I thought was lacking in the last couple of games. And we we you know we touched on it uh, after the the game the I other agree. night. It just you're thinking, hey, with as competitive as this Warriors team has been in games where they've been just outmanned in terms of, of firepower and just overall bodies, talent, however you want to slice it up, uh, you'd think with the Warriors getting a few of their guys back these last couple of games against teams that were struggling, you know, in a similar fashion to the way they'd been struggling, you just thought that those games would look a little different, look a little bit more like tonight's game, win or lose. It's almost as if they hit some kind of a wall coming out of that Orlando game where they lost late tonight felt more like the Orlando game where it was just it was competitive and you had a shot to win it and you know the game would go either way based on a couple of makes and and tonight the Warriors were able to get uh, a bunch of stops in the fourth quarter yeah and uh, and how about what turns out to be the the game winning shot uh with D'Angelo Russell getting the double team throwing it to Draymond Green and then Draymond Green 
uh, with the lob to Glenn Robinson III. Uh, there are some out there that have made the point, uh, boy, that was an awful lot like uh, Stephen Curry to Draymond Green to Andre Iguodala. And our friend Anthony Slater uh, had, had tweeted that out and kind of broke it down. But it was a play the Warriors, when they've had everybody, they like to run, and they were able to run it with some different personnel tonight in a big spot. Yeah, and not only did the Warriors play with an edge, they were able to uh, maintain their composure even when things got uh, a little chippy. And I think a lot of that has to do, obviously, with the fact that there was Draymond Green and what a luxury it was Uh, as injured as he's been this year for the Warriors down the stretch of a close game to be able to give him the ball and have him say, all right, everybody, class is in session. This is how we win a game. Yeah, and and look, this is a game that the Warriors needed. I know there's always going to be that conversation about, uh, you know, in a season where it's losses or wins and draft positioning and and, and whatever, but given the way the last couple of games went and knowing that this team is going to be home for the next couple of games and the schedule is going to get more difficult throughout the course of December, to be able to get a few wins here and there. I think you could make a case the Warriors should have maybe another victory or two compared to where they are. But this is, you know, after what apparently was a very long practice session yeah. yesterday, uh, to, to be able to work hard and have a lot of that hard work pay off, uh, we're going to talk about that a lot this season. It's it's very, very important as you listen here to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco a radio.com sports station, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap up after the Dubs beat the Chicago Bulls. I know we have talked a lot this week about how the minutes are divvied up amongst the bigs. Kevon Looney is back now. And we talked after the game, we talked after the game Wednesday about uh, Willie Colley Stein, who didn't play a lot of minutes. And as you pointed out, well, that's about how many minute, how many minutes he's been getting. But tonight, it was very interesting after the game to hear Steve Kerr say, Willie Colley Stein played very well tonight, and we like to reward guys who are playing well. So we gave him more minutes and had him in at the end of the game. Uh, Eric sat a little more because uh, Willie Colley Stein played so well, and it would be wonderful to see him continue that and to establish a little consistency in the next two games as well against lesser opponents, Memphis and the Knicks. Yeah, look, Willie Colley-Stein is in the same boat as some of the other veterans. I mean, I would put him in the same category, at least going in to this season, as, let's say, Alec Burks or Glenn Robinson III, as far as you know, veteran players that are trying to, to see just how they fit. And, you know, a lot of the conversation about Willie Colley-Stein to this point has been, boy, he's really been kind of a disappointment and he's looked a little bit lost or unsure of, of the way he needs to function with this particular group of Warriors players maybe it was the injury that set him off on a bad foot maybe it was just the fact that he thought he was going to be playing with a certain group Better and now team, he's yeah. playing with a different group and it, it's made life a little bit more difficult uh, for him to get adjusted but tonight is the kind of game to where you could start to see, and look, we're going to have to see a lot more of him, as you mentioned, but tonight was the kind of game for Willie Cauley-Stein that makes you a little more comfortable throwing his name in that conversation as far as you know, maybe he can step into some kind of a role next year. Oh, by the way, he has that opt-in on his contract, so it's his decision, really, whether he wants to return to the Warriors for next season or not. Now, what are we to make of the night that D'Angelo Russell had he took two late threes, either one of which would have iced the game. Yeah, a couple long daggers threes, that missed. Long threes. He only played 28 and a half minutes, seven points, two of eight. Uh, the Warrior offense was very balanced. He didn't shoot the ball well tonight. He did have five assists and seven rebounds, but um, that wasn't D'Angelo Russell tonight. No, it really wasn't. It, it, it almost, 
it made me wonder if he's still playing less than 100% throughout a good portion of the game. Now, he did wind up taking a couple of dagger shots that had they gone in, uh, would have put the game away. Uh, but but his shot was a little bit off. He just he he didn't look at the end. Real those two shots, I think, were both short. Well, yeah, short, really short. So maybe he doesn't have his legs underneath him at this point yet. Uh, coming back again from the injury, and it also seems like the Warriors have been playing. Notice this really more in the in the first half, even than the second half. They're they're playing a little more ball movement oriented, even with him on the court, uh, which is. You know, if you're trying to figure out a That's way... That's how they're going to play next year. Yeah, if you're trying to figure out a way, and, and it would make sense to try and figure out a way that maybe he can fit and, and how he would best fit when the Warriors are playing a system that's made them so successful with a lot of these you know, all-star and, and Hall of Fame caliber players, uh, I think it does make sense to, to at least get a look at how he may fit in that type of s- setting. But at the same time... Tonight was also a night if, you know, Zach Levine knocks down a three at the buzzer or the Warriors are unable to get a couple of the stops that they got, I think maybe we're in here having the conversation about, boy, D'Angelo Russell needs to do a little bit more on a night like tonight to help this team win. Yeah, but that didn't happen, so we don't have to. No, Warriors I win. We'll point out to your point that the uh, the Warriors had four guys scoring double figures tonight. They're fun to watch when they have a balanced attack like that also. So four guys in double figures, uh, two guys scored nine, one guy scored eight. Not only is that fun to watch, but it can be difficult to defend when you're having um, offensive success in so many different areas. And I believe tonight is the first night all year the Warriors shot better than 50% from the floor for a ball game. 53.5% early on, especially in the first half. They took advantage of the fact that, as we pointed out pregame, uh, the Bulls' interior defense is dreadful. But how that, how about that? The Warriors shooting 53.5% from the floor tonight. Yeah, and, and the Warriors, they'd had some hot stretches in games, and they'd had some hot starts in games, but they had cooled off. In, in, in those games, they had really cooled off to a point where it, it on a couple of occasions, kind of cost them the game. They were almost a little bit over their skis, and it would just come collapsing down. They'd wind up under 50 and wind up taking a loss, and, and you... You know, tonight it felt like they were in a better flow. To your point earlier, they were really getting the ball inside. They were trying to take advantage of the Bulls maybe being thin uh, on, on the interior defensively. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was uh, definitely a good sign. Uh, that third quarter looked like maybe it was going to do the Warriors in as they found themselves trailing by six going to the fourth. But uh, enough answers tonight for the Warriors, 23 points. But really the, the key to this thing was I think Draymond Green setting the tone defensively uh, at the end and, and really holding Chicago down. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. We are going to hear from Eric Paschal coming up. Uh, we hope to also hear from Glenn Robinson III and maybe even Draymond Green uh, before we get out of here as the Warriors pick up win number five and they get it done 100-98. to yeah, by the way, uh, the bigs tonight, speaking of how soft the Bulls' interior defense is, Collie Stein, Marquise Chris, Kevon Looney, and Omari Spellman, they were a combined 12 of 18 from the floor tonight. Those four players combined 12 of 18. The Warriors looked like they were definitely not only mentally ready to go out and win a game, they looked prepared for this contest, which again speaks to the fact that they had a long practice yesterday. This clearly was a game that the players and the coaching staff felt they needed to have. 
Yeah, and and I, I think, you know, look, you can deal with games like, let's say, the Boston loss at Chase Center, you know, going back a couple of weeks where you're competitive, you're in the game. The Celtics at that point had, had one loss. They were on a long winning streak out here coming on the West Coast. They wind up winning that game. You, you can deal with that game. You can deal with a, a competitive loss even to a team like Orlando on the road where you know Terrence Ross gets it done at the end of a game and knocks down a couple of shots, and, and you wind up not winning that game. You can kind of deal with that a, a little bit. You can deal with even blowing a lead and, and trying to learn how to finish a game against uh, some of the veterans that Oklahoma City has out there. The one thing that, that starts to make this season a little uncomfortable in dealing with all the losing, and look, there are genuine, valid reasons why the Warriors are in this spot, and injuries are a huge part of it, inexperience, all of the things that we talk about. But the one thing that isn't going to be acceptable or is going to change, I think, the tune of, of how we evaluate this season are games like Wednesday night uh, against Charlotte and games like Monday night against Atlanta, where it, you're playing a like opponent and it just looks like you don't have energy out there. It looks like you don't have focus. It just kind of leaves you you know, wondering what the heck's going on. And, and to be able to have the Warriors bounce back in a game like tonight, play at a higher level, and also win the game, it just kind of quells all of that and calms all that. It hadn't been a big problem, but it, but it calms all of that down when you look at the outcome and the energy. And, and, and yeah, to your point, it, 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 a lot of effort put in yesterday, I think, for the Warriors to try and get to a point where they could you know, make it stand up tonight. By the way, did you know that one of the officials tonight made NBA history? I did not. Lauren Holtkamp Sterling made history tonight. She became the first mother to officiate a league game. I could have sworn that Draymond has referred to some other referees uh, as a mother, but I, that's be that as it may. Uh, Lauren Holtkamp Sterling, she gave birth earlier this year, so tonight she became awesome. the first mother to officiate an NBA game. That's awesome! Congratulations! Great stuff! To her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely! Congratulations to her on that. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll hear from Glenn Robinson the third and Eric Pascal coming up. We got your call of the game as well. Uh, the Warriors, they win in Chicago. They beat the Bulls tonight, 100-98, to the final. It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. The Warriors beat the Bulls tonight 100-98. to They wrap up their five-game road trip with a 1-4 and record. Uh, Glenn Robinson III, a team-high 20 points in the ballgame on 8-of-12 shooting as it is Robinson's third 20-point game of the season as uh, he gets it done, had the go-ahead basket with 103 to go as the Warriors wind up beating Chicago 100-98. to They Ooh. got... Uh, enough defensive uh, stops down the stretch to get the job done. And Glenn Robinson, I think, playing his way into, you know, finding a role potentially on on next year's team. What do you what do you think about that? And where do you see him fitting? Uh, we can get into some phone calls at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Yeah. Not only did he have the game winning basket, he also defended Zach Levine on what was the potential game winning shot for the Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine didn't make it, and he he struggled against Gr three tonight. Glenn Robinson the third did a fine job at both ends of the floor. 
Uh, and another thing you got to give the Warriors credit for when it comes to the defense they played tonight, the Bulls, and I know I've said this a million times, they're not uh, a great interior team. The Bulls went to the foul line tonight a total of five times, which means uh, the Warriors defended well without fouling. The Bulls made three out of five free throws. That's an unusually low number in the NBA. So to the Warriors' credit, defended very well tonight. Glenn Robinson was a big part of that. I like him more as a guard than a forward, and sometimes that's just putting too fine a point on it because with today's positionless basketball, what difference does it make? It's really just a matter of, well, who else is on the floor with him? But Glenn Robinson the third at 6'6", to me, if you have him as your starting three, there's a chance you're giving away a little size there, whereas when you have Pascal and Green and Colley Stein in the starting lineup with GR3 in one of the guard spots, you're not giving anything away size-wise. So I like him a little better as a two guard than a three, but obviously he can play both. Yeah, and I I think he you know he's a guy you'd feel comfortable playing with Curry and Clay Thompson on the court, and and I like if he I plays like this. Like yeah. I like I like him in a lineup where you have those two on the court more than I would like let's say even D'Angelo Russell with Curry and Clay Thompson you know playing the the three uh, so to speak. But uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Uh, big in this Warriors victory over the Bulls in Chicago tonight. And let's go ahead and hear from GR3 after the ball game. Coach keeps saying it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. Um, but it's our job to just go out and compete and try to execute the game plan and get a win. What's better? Like, how do you grow as a defender? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been having a guard, a guard Paul George every single day in practice, you know, um, learning some things from Blake to, to work on my post defense and things like that. So, um, you know, and I've been put to test, you know, first, these first these, these 25, 25 games, games, whatever it is, um, you know, having to guard the best players. So the I, just wanted to boy, <laughs> I just wanted to continue to get better. You know, I got teammates like that who support me all the time. Obviously, you guys want to win every game, but did you guys talk about how much you really needed this one? Yeah. Considering where that road trip was going? Yeah, uh, we wanted to end the road trip off right, um, you know, get a win and go, go back to San Fran a little bit happier. That game winner you had kind of evoked for people watching the Warriors well, the old school Warriors, you kind of in the Iguodala dunker spot yeah. on that lob. Uh, have you guys kind of been trying to get that yeah. action to work yeah, I think me and Draymond, you know, we talked about that. We got that type of chemistry. Um, he knows he could throw it up. I'll go get it. Um, you, just, you know, he's seen it. Uh, we've seen it, him do it to Willie a couple times before that. Um, but playing at dunker spot is important. You know, like you said, I've seen Andre do that in the past a million times, you know. So um, I know Draymond is the type of playmaker that can throw that pass, can throw it to the wing if they suck it. So um, I think that he's a, he's great in that position. All right, so there is Glenn Robinson the third. Uh, good stuff from him as the Warriors get the job done. They win tonight 100-98 to over the Chicago Bulls. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. You know, Glenn Robinson III is a veteran player, but he's only 26, right? He's only 26, and we know that this year is about developing young players for the Warriors. Well, he's having by far his finest season. The Warriors or let's see here, they're the fifth team he's been with. And uh, coming into this year, the most points he's ever averaged in a single season, 2017, he averaged six points a game. So he's up to a 11 points a game this year. And Glenn Robinson the third is by far having his finest season. And I think you have to give the Warrior coaches credit. We think of them with the youngsters. They're also helping this young player develop before our very eyes. Well, and it, it didn't start out well. I think that's the, the other thing. I mean, 
his first handful of games, he didn't play all that well. And it really wasn't until Curry and D'Angelo Russell and others went out where he was almost forced to take on a little bit more of the load offensively that he got comfortable. And I, I just have to wonder if maybe some of that some of that pressure-free environment kind of helped him get a little bit of confidence. But yeah, to your point, you absolutely have to give the, the coaching staff I think a lot of credit. I mean, look, you know, the Warriors' ability to compete and contend at a high level next year, a lot of it is going to be determined about how they evaluate other players around the league that can come in and, and fit the Warriors' system. So finding a guy like Glenn Robinson III and, and being able to develop him at this point of his career, that's just as important, if not more, is drafting a guy like Eric Paschal and having him prove that he can show up and, and fit into what they try to do. Right, and his NBA career was hanging by a thread, if you will. 2018, he averaged four points a game with Indiana, only played in 23 games. 2019, he was with the Pistons, was GR3, 4.2 points a game. He shot 29%. That had been one thing he'd been able to do well. So last year, he made 29% of his threes, so he had an awful lot to prove this year with the Warriors, and we say that about a lot of the players on this roster. It's true, and so far, so good for him. Yeah, and let's. Uh, so far, so good for Eric, for him. So far, so good for Eric Paschal as well. As uh, Eric Paschal, we, we thought he might have uh, – Got banged a little bit uh, on the back early on yeah. in the game. It was a play that that he wound up getting fouled on and went to the free throw line, missed the first free throw, woefully short. And then I think it was Glenn Robinson third, maybe Marquise Chris. I think it was Marquise Chris kind of ran into him off the, the second free throw. And didn't you think you actually saw him tell a teammate doing some lip reading yeah, something like, about my like back? Something yeah. he was trying to stretch yeah. out his back, like yeah. something maybe wasn't feeling totally right there. So well, we'll have he's, to, he's been carrying the team on his back for so long. Uh, yeah, do, do a little bit of digging on that. Yeah. So, but it found that, you know, the Warriors had five players tonight playing well enough to where Eric Paschal didn't have to be on the court down the stretch of the game. They're still able to win. Mm -hmm. And then when he did come off the bench, he did have some manner of pad, a heating pad or uh, something, uh, some piece of equipment on his back. So, And I don't think he'd been wearing one of those. So, yeah, something to keep your fingers crossed about and keep an eye on. Well, let's go ahead and hear from Eric Paschal uh, after the ball game as he met with the media in Chicago. Uh, Paschal winds up with 13 points, a plus 14 in, in 31 minutes. Didn't knock down a three tonight, but definitely a positive contributor in the Warriors' win. How nice was it to just be able to dig down, come back in the fourth quarter and get it? Um, felt good. I mean, we played hard. We played the whole game uh, hard, and I felt like as a team, that's a, that's a big step for us after the last two games. We felt like we didn't compete at a high level. So but I felt like it, it was very good for us and just in terms of uh, – Coming out with a win, last game on road trip, tired, but came out to win and played hard together. How do you how do you feel about Kevon coming back, D'Angelo's back? Do you feel your role shifting at all? What's your mindset going forward? Oh uh, no, I don't feel like my role shifting. I mean, the coaches and my teammates give me all the confidence in the world to go play and go have fun and uh, do what I do. So no role shifts. D'Angelo looked for me and Loon Loon's just great guy to have back. The, Perfect pro, so I feel like uh, it's great for our team. Yeah, so no no shift in role for Eric Pascal or anything like that tonight, and still played 31 minutes, but uh, they just they weren't as dependent on him as they've had to be, which is that that's a good thing. I'm wondering if some of those questions came from Chicago media because last time they saw Eric Pascal, he scored 25 points and he was clearly the the go to well, guy. He was the best player yeah. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. 
He was the best player on the floor that night mm-hmm. and, and helped the Warriors get that win the night before Thanksgiving. Here you fast forward now, what, nine nights from the night before Thanksgiving, and uh, here are the Warriors putting it on the Chicago Bulls again. Wow. 5-19 and 19 are the Warriors, but the one thing they can do, and they've done it now three consecutive years, that's sweep those Chicago Bulls in a season series. You guaranteed it for us. You saw it coming. Yeah, you know, occasionally I get a one or two right. Hey, ownage is ownage. Ownage yeah. is ownage. And then pretty soon, well, Monday, Jacob Evans is back, so we'll see basically another iteration of this Warriors team. Yeah, we got uh, Whitey's pluses and minuses coming up. Woo! Call of the game as well. And uh, still time to sneak in some phone calls at 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, and you at 888-957-9570. Butcher Shop coming up. Uh, looks like it's going to be about 8.48 for a tip-off for the Butcher Shop tonight. And, uh, Excellent. You can catch us back here tomorrow on 95.7 The Game. At 9 a.m., we'll be on 9-1 to 1 with Warriors this week, and we're talking about a big Warrior victory tomorrow. Glad you told me. That's good to know. Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> some things with the, the schedule. I always got to check in with you, Whitey. I love Warriors this week. Been kind of a wild night uh, across the NBA, uh, and, you know, you hear Tim and, and RC and the guys that do a great job there on the on the network portion of the postgame show with the scoreboard and letting everybody know everything that happened. There were a lot of wild finishes tonight. Uh, including a, a Oklahoma City and Minnesota game that wound up uh, in overtime. And the Thunder tied that game at the end of regulation and then just ran the Timberwolves out in overtime. You had Sacramento tonight in San Antonio. Uh, the Spurs were down by nine with a minute 50 to go, and they were able to force overtime. And then it looks like the, the Kings had four different chances at a game winner down by one at the end of overtime and uh, didn't convert any of those. So San Antonio is playing a little bit better basketball right now uh, as Portland had been of late, although you've got the Lakers and the Blazers going at it up north. And, and OKC's uh, hanging in there at Lakers 9 just and don't lose. The Lakers just Lakers don't, don't lose. lose. But yeah. how about the Thunder at 9-12 and 12, hanging around? Yeah, they're hanging around, and they've, they've still been a team that's been pretty good – at home, at least competitive at home, and you look at them getting the win tonight, they are 7-5 and five at home. And they've actually had some close home losses, even against some better teams. The, the problem with Oklahoma City is they're 2-7 and seven on the road, and they've played a few more home games and road games. And you have to wonder, you know, they actually could be in a unique position where they could maybe even hang in the race and try to get an eight seed, but also still build toward the future? Well, I think as we sit here, I believe over the next seven years, they have 15 first-round right. picks. So it's like, uh, you know, it's not like they need to uh, go out and grab a lot of lot more first-round picks. They got oodles of them in the next few years to come. Yeah, and the one thing that, you know, we've kind of been keeping tabs on and we'll talk more about uh, on Warriors this week tomorrow, it's just, it, they you know, we mentioned the eight seed the other night in the West and and, and the Warriors still find themselves, you know, well off the pace here, uh, obviously at, at five and nineteen. But uh, you have to look at the seven and the eight seed now are both under five hundred in the Western Conference currently. Minnesota and Phoenix both at ten and eleven. That bodes really well 
for teams that have gotten off the just abysmal starts. Uh, Portland and San Antonio, 9-14, and 9-13 and 13 respectively. If Portland winds up losing to the Lakers, they'd be 9-14, and 14, so they would equal the Spurs 9-14, and 14, but, but those teams would still be right there two games out of potentially the last two playoff spots, and they have a big-time playoff pedigree. So the uh, notion that the, well, the West... The West is a buzzsaw. No, is it's it still really true? not. Is it less true than it was? Yeah, very much so. And But you could see it coming into the year when the Warriors lost their guys and and San Antonio and, and Portland got off to such you know poor starts. The team that's really made the most of it is Dallas. Dallas is now 15-6, and six and they've got two horrendous losses to the Knicks. They went 0-2. Yeah, uh, I know. I'd given up on them after that. If the playoffs started today, they'd be a two-seed. Yeah, and, and the other one you got to take into account tonight as we look at our reverse standings, the Warriors are actually out of the cellar tonight with their win uh, in the reverse standings. 5-19, and still in the bottom three, but the Warriors improved to a 208 winning percentage. The Knicks uh, fired David Fisdale earlier today, their head coach. Uh, they are four and eighteen. They've lost eight consecutive games, and they now have the worst record in the NBA. So the Warriors dipped to second with those uh, Atlanta Hawks right there in the mix as well. And I know you were mentioning uh, Cleveland. They've also got some issues there. Some of the young players there, uh, and some of the veterans, especially, feel like their new coach. Uh, John Beeline is a, he's a college guy. He's trying all this college stuff in the NBA. It's not going to work. And they got off to a decent start too. I I mean, I I want to. They were four and I don't know, maybe four and five, four and six. But they're in a real bad way now. They've lost five in a row. They've lost nine out of ten. They're now five and sixteen, and they're they're fading fast. So time for them to trade Kevin Love, perhaps to Portland. Yeah, and we'll and we'll see. Kevin Love reportedly back on the block, and the Cavs willing to maybe make a move on Love there. Let's go ahead and get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Russell. Guarded by Dunn. Double. In trouble. Pass inside. Draymond got it. And the dunk for Robinson. 198. Warriors lead by two. We got less than a minute to go. 57 seconds. And the Warriors would make it stand up and win the ball game, uh, getting a couple of defensive stops there. 100 to 98 is the final in this one. Uh, know the call of the game tomorrow, right here on 95.7 The Game at 9.30 on Warriors this week. With uh, myself, John Dickinson, and you, Whitey Gleason, here uh, on 95.7 The Game. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, uh, I'm going to need a rules clarification here. Is it $50? Yeah, okay. It's at least $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street uh, in San Francisco. We'll clarify that. It might actually be $100, but it's at least $50, depending upon whether we had a winner or not after the ball game on Wednesday night. Then there's the Whitey Gleason fee that has to come out of that too, but we'll sort all that out. Yeah, it's just a minor, you know. <laughs> if you get you get uh what? Loaded uh loaded we'll tater tots? Sure. You yes. get an order of loaded tots yes. taken off the top. Yeah, and then, the LT. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, because we'll, we'll sort it all out. Yeah, you if there's one thing you love, it's a little I mean, it's it's some loaded tots, right? Yes, tots all, with a little if, gravy. Yes. A little gravy right on top of the yes, top. Yes, it all pencils out. So we'll talk to you about that. Tomorrow morning, Draymond Green tonight, as I said earlier, class in session. Hey, uh, kids, this is how we win a game, okay? All right, follow me. Climb on my back. 100-98, to the Warriors finally 
win on this road trip? Uh, Whitey, let's get to some uh, pluses and minuses, and uh, I'll let you explain what that is here on Warriors Wrap-Up uh, for those that uh, may be joining us for the first time. Yeah, you know, in any box score, any NBA box score, you have a plus-minus, which is just an evaluation of how the team did when a particular player was on the floor. So after every Warrior game, I come up with my pluses and minuses, and J.D. gives us a value for each one. Uh, I, th- I think you've been as high as like plus 21. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll give you a positive and you don't think it's that positive. Sure. But what do you think of this? The Warriors shot 53.5%, first 50% shooting night of the year. I'm going to give that a – you know what? I'm going to give I'm gonna give that a plus 10. Plus 10. I think that's Solid. a plus 10. I mean, the, yeah. the Warriors were in desperate need of some offense tonight, and they finally were able to – at least knock down some shots. They wind up with 100 points. They had a couple of 27-point quarters and a couple of 23-point quarters in this one. But, no, the, the if tonight's another one of those nights where we're talking about, you know, heck, even a 48% night, we're talking about another loss on this trip in an 0-5. All right. How about this? We know that uh, the Bulls lead the league in forcing turnovers. The Warriors, and I'll just go by your mileage may vary depending on which box you look at. I'll look at our NBA box here. Warriors did turn the ball over 19 times tonight. Yeah, 19 is is far too many, and I'm looking at 14 points off of those turnovers, so that's going to be a minus 14 for the Warriors in yeah, the turnover department. they overcame that by playing good defense, but that's three games in a row now where they've really – uh, put themselves in a hole with the turnover, especially early tonight. They got off to a bad start turnover-wise. So that's something they need to clean up. So I'm with you on that as well. Uh, how about this? We got, um, I mentioned this earlier, Willie Colley-Stein, Marquise Chris, Kevon Looney, Omari Spellman, a combined 12 of 18 from the floor tonight. The Warrior Bigs dominating inside. Yeah, that I'm going to give that a plus eight. Yeah, that's a plus eight. Do we have, let's see, points that was one of your. That was one of your keys to the game, and and yeah, the Warriors wound up points in the paint 42-40 uh, over Chicago, but uh, really being able to take advantage of that uh, you know, w- was key to this one. And the Warriors also, they they withstood the Bulls knocking. I mean, the Bulls, you, know, you mentioned them getting to the free throw line five times. A big reason they only got to the free throw line five times is the fact they took 41 three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, they knocked down 17 of them, and, and typically a, a team that goes 17 for 41 from three, that's going to... That that's going to offset not having a great game in some other areas, but the Warriors were still able to, uh, I think, because they were able to score in the paint, win the game anyway. The Bulls have some good young talent. Kobe White hit four or five threes, but are they ever going to be a good team? I don't know. I think they need they they, they don't still have a lot of work to do, don't they? They have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of uh, they have a lot of guys that aren't one aren't good enough, and two don't maybe totally fit together. See, that's a problem with tanking. You and can get good picks, but that doesn't mean you're going to get good players. And sometimes you get pretty good players, but players that aren't quite good enough to transform your franchise. Yeah, and I don't know what they were doing with Jim Boylan as the, the head coach there. I mean, it, was, it wasn't going well last year, and to, to bring him back again this year, I just – that. That one doesn't add up to me either. To me, you'd want to have some kind of a, you'd want to have some kind of coach that you think is actually going to be the coach when yeah, you're good I again. Agree. And I don't think even they would say that he's going to be the coach the next time they're good. Willie Colley Stein, ten points tonight, hit five of eight, seven rebounds, effective at both ends. So effective that Coach Kerr uh, was singing his praises after the game. Willie Colley Stein, perhaps his best game of the year tonight. Plus six. Plus plus six. I'm I giving him you, his plus six. Go a little six. higher than that. Okay. I'm giving him his plus six in a two point game. Why do you could say that's the difference between 
winning and losing okay. at this level. And did you know, is that why you say that, that he actually was plus six tonight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, I I, sometimes you. I just assign an appropriate value. You know, based on based on the numbers, based on the stat sheet. Uh, let's see the Warriors. The Jadeolytics. Yeah, they they they've shot very well from the foul line this year. Tonight they're fifteen to twenty two. They missed seven free throws. They only shot, like you said, a close game. Uh, these matter. Uh, they only shot sixty eight percent from the line. Yeah, tonight. I'm gonna call that a wash, and okay. I'm gonna call it a wash because they still had a twelve point advantage at the line in terms of makes. So yeah, yeah. At the end of a road trip. They're weary, right? Road weary. How nice is it for the Warriors to get the weekend off? Yeah, weekend off, as you said earlier, staying in Chicago. Uh, and first of a couple of weekends off. The Warriors actually have this weekend off, and then two weeks from this weekend, they don't play Saturday or Sunday as well. But there's going to be a lot of home games at Chase Center around that time, five and eight nights, but with an open weekend uh, tucked away in there as well. Whitey, that's going to do it for us. Uh, great I'll job. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Flew by. We'll be back uh, right here at 95.7 The Game coming up in about 12 hours and 18 minutes. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ryan Mouser. I want to thank uh, Alex Scott for Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. Butcher Shop is coming up next with Covey and Shasky. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. They'll have you covered uh, with everything on a football weekend uh, and taking your calls as well. We'll be back tomorrow with Warriors this week. Warriors beat the Bulls tonight 100-98. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.